Alright, so the a card fell out mid shuffle and it has yet to be turned over. Are you excited? Alright, what is it? And then flip it over and describe it to me. Oh, it looks that looks pretty lovely. Describe it to the to the listeners. What do you see? It's like, yeah, it's it. It looks like the start of a horror movie, you know. Like it's a like, or it's just like sound of musicy, you know. So do you want to read read that out, and we'll start the show. Yeah. Oh wow. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that? Well, this is the. That's yeah. That that's the thing. You can do that if you want. I'm no, no one else has ever... Uh, I'll, I'll write one up while you do this. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a special card. This card could also be warning you that your ideas about relationships are based on fairy tales and myths. Instead of bemoaning that you'll never have happily ever after, take some time to focus on it. Oh, oh yeah. It's the it's the it's the okay, it's the journey. Like Attenborough. Just so you know, everything's fleeting. Yeah. Also, it might mean you die. Um... Welcome to Fuck You Tarot Lady, episode 40. I am Tori Styles, and we're here today with Rory Beforth. How are you, Rory? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? <laughs> really good. This is fun. I've never had. No one's ever introduced. <laughs> Should I their just own take show. over your role and interview you? No, because I want to ask you great questions because okay. there's so much to talk about. Oh, you've Tori. got a piece you, of paper. Wow. This, yeah, I got some. I got some paper ones here. I've got some stuff. I'll slowly write down as we go, and then wow. it'll be good. So, I, first thing, we're going to jump into some lightning round opener questions. Ooh. When, Do I have to be really fast? Well, when no, because if anyone has listened to this show before and knows <laughs> is that we take heaps of time doing the lighting ground. It's just essentially... I want to be really fast about it. Go. Oh, okay, go. Uh, if there was no control uh, around the house, music-wise, what was yeah. playing when you were growing up in the house musically? Oh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Just all the classics. All the classics. All the dad rock classics. Yeah. Was there a brown leather jacket in your dad's closet? No, that sounds terrible. Oh, that's, <laughs> to me, that's a qu- like a quintessential 70s. If you're into like Led Zeppelin and then, you know, you have a brown leather jacket. My dad had multiple. I'm almost positive. Really? Maybe that's oh, that just... makes me think of like a sleazy 70 porn, 70s porn star. <laughs> yeah, my dad was in that show, The Deuce. <laughs> it was James Franco. Um, what was your most embarrassing MSN screen name or MySpace name, if you can remember it? Uh, superstar underscore 3737. Why 3737? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Uh, worst tattoo. Oh, um, worst and best tattoo Good. is this little alien that I have on my arm 
that I got the very last night I was living in Austin, Texas. My housemate got a tattoo gun. And I was like, you have to tattoo me before I leave. But the problem is, is that I leave tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, I've never used it before. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is You're the like, only what shot. I want, I want a, a lemon squeezer thing uh, on my arm <laughs> with an alien riding it. it I don't know like- where the alien came from either, but it's really cool. And it's also unfinished because I think we just like got to a point where we were done. <laughs> You're like, this would do. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way it is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um... Who was the musical influence in the house? Growing up? Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. He was like the god of our house. There was photos of him like in every room. <laughs> in every room? Yeah, my brother's middle name is Hendrix. Wow. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, first instrument you ever picked up and why? Oh, um, piano. I had piano lessons when I was like six or seven. And did you hate it or did you like it? I loved it, but I think I hated my teacher that I stopped getting lessons. And I, to this day, wish I never stopped. Mm. Everyone seems to mention that a lot in this podcast where it's like, oh man, I picked up guitar and I hated it. And then I picked it back up years later. It's like, man, if you only can stick it out as a kid, if kids had the foresight, you know. I think when you're a kid, the music teachers ruin it for you. Yeah. Because they're all, are they sad people, do you they're think? They're just Angry weirdos. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. Uh, first CD you purchased with your own money. Blink-182, the Mark, Tom and Travis show. Do you remember anything specifically about that era? Were you, were you like, were you crushing on one of the dudes in Blink-182 or was there like a, was there a dreaminess to it? I was 16 years old. I was working at JB Hi-Fi and my first paycheck, I was like, sold. (laughs) (laughs) That's all there was to it. If you're 16, is that at that era? Is that when that came out or was it a a classic at that time? I think it was a classic. Mm. It must have been. No, because it would have been like from the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. How old are you? <laughs> 27. Yeah, it seems to make it make sense. Yeah. So that was the first. You never bought a CD before you worked at JB Hi-Fi? Oh, heaps, but with my own money. Oh. Is that what the was question your is? First, yeah, was that your first ever job was when you were working at JB Hi-Fi? Yeah. Did that ruin you for regular jobs? What do you mean? I don't know. JB Hi-Fi has this kind of, uh, as someone who has also worked there, I yeah. I'm not saying this just based on uh, random facts. Like, I yeah. know, man, I've been the person on the other side where it's like, oh, how'd you get that job at JB, man? It's so cool, you know? And you're like, oh, if only you knew that yeah. this sucks. <laughs> you know? But to did everyone that, listening Did out that there. affect your, like, whereas when you work at Macca's, you dream of a job like JB Hi-Fi where it's yeah. like, oh, man, I'm not going to stink like grease and I'm going to be able to, like, buy all the DVDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is just, also shit <laughs> i feel like working at jb hi-fi taught me so much about customer what's the word i'm looking for customer C- customer relations yeah yeah and then it made me realize i never want to work in that ever again <laughs> yeah but it gives you the tools to then like when you assume okay if you're not being your average fuckhead at a jb hi-fi like looking for a return or yeah. a better price yeah. or whatever yeah you can handle anything. Oh, think, yeah. You know? Oh, life is a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Any job since has been an absolute breeze. Yeah, it's like Goku waits. You like train with some weights on. And then when you come out of it, you're like, oh, this is way easier. Like once you've dealt with JB Hi-Fi so customers, true. it's like life is pretty easy. Oh, yeah. You get it. Oh, I get it. I get it completely. Um, but also I love the stories from it. Yeah. Like I, oh, I have a story for you. Shoot. <laughs> One time at work, a customer literally pooed on the floor. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we had to, we like walked past her. I, I don't know who I was working with at the time, but we were like, what's that on the floor there? And we checked the security cameras and we were like, no way. This so did someone like drop unreal. trowel like in the JV Hi-Fi? Yeah. How? They must have been like fucked up or something. Yeah. And just slipped right out, left the crime scene. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> the, one of the coolest stories we had at my JV Hi-Fi was um, a mum was stealing Xboxes by putting them in the um, underneath her pram. Whoa. And I didn't know if the baby was real or not real. Like it might have been like a fake baby sitch. It was probably a real baby, let's be a honest. fake baby sitch. And they sitch. were, you know, you go a fake baby. <laughs> but then, yeah, she was just like slipping the Xbox kind of underneath and like draping something and then like walking out with an Xbox. Whoa. It's like, that's some fucking like Ocean's Eleven shit. But then what do you do on the other side? You just sell that Xbox for cash Yeah, I think like. so. Go to, go to cashies or put it on Marketplace. Was well, Marketplace didn't exist back when I worked at JB yeah. Hi-Fi, so I don't know how you used to flog stuff. Cashies. Gum, Gumtree, cashies, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like giving it to their brother for Christmas or something. <laughs> like Christmas shopping made easy. I yeah. don't know. But you know, there's crazy shit there. Oh, yeah. Um, Metallica or Megadeth? Metallica. Why? 100%. Just, it's Metallica. How can mm. you compete? <laughs> Carl said Megadeth last episode and I was just so stoked that there was no, oh, yeah, oh it was just, nah, Megadeth. And yeah. I think that might be the only person to ever say that. So thanks, Carl. <laughs> oh, good um, on him. Worst gig, best gig, either played or been at or just, just, I want a spectrum of like a good gig to a bad gig. Oh, okay. Bad gig's a hard one. Um, Have you been let down by a band? You ever like loved a band and then you saw them and you're like, that sucked? I don't think so. Wow, that's good. Not off the top of my head, but I feel like maybe I've just blocked it out. What about a real good gig? Somebody asked me this the other day. They were like, what are your top five gigs of all time? Um, oh, that's big. Was, yeah. it, was it the character from High Fidelity? <laughs> I, pretty much. Either Zoe Kravitz <laughs> or John Cusack? I haven't seen the new High Fidelity. That was fine. I don't think it got renewed for a second season, so that's uh, worrisome. Yeah. So I, don't think gonna, I don't think there's any more. But I watched the whole thing. The, what did you think? I, I quite liked it because the awkward punky character was way more fleshed out in the tv show yeah and i loved his fashion he was like he was like um wearing like old dc punk shirts with like suspenders and like docks and tight jeans i was yeah. like yeah good look bro and yeah. like if he was working in a record store i would definitely take his recommendations yeah true <laughs> so like it was pretty modern and there was like whatever record store they shot in was like looked legit and there was like legit stickers all over the walls and like i'm a stickler for that like you being in the film world yeah. like Art department Production stuff. design is yeah. everything. Oh, my God. So, like, we watched all of The Sopranos in yeah. lockdown, which oh, I never same. watched it before. Well, we started. Yeah, loved it. But also, like, the posters in AJ and Meadow's room are, like, so incorrect. Yeah. And, like, they reuse the same posters. Like, they've gone, oh, just put the poster up in uh, Meadow's room now. It's like, wasn't that in AJ's room, like, last <laughs> episode? It's like, nah, just put it up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one like, will know. Yeah, and it's like, I fucking know. Yeah. Those <laughs> posters are terrible. Oh, I know. And the wardrobe department did so well on AJ because he's always wearing, like, Slipknot shirts yeah. and, like, Papa yeah, yeah, cool. But then, like, the posters are wrong. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? They weren't talking. No. There should have been some, like clear in the character bible it's yeah. like aj soprano loves slipknot, slipknot. soulfly yeah what were the posters Pantera. in his room i think there was like an Ulva poster in one of the rooms but that's the one that goes across meadows oh, and AJ, Meadow. like the old Ulva looking kind of scripty thing i don't yeah. know listeners if you're a sopranos mega fan and an Ulva mega fan and i've got that wrong <laughs> let me know but i'm pretty sure there's an Ulva poster or a shirt in the sopranos at some point i'm like that's off yeah 
not not completely correct there but you know look as people like you and i who both come from the film world and the music world you know that those lives don't often meet up correctly in the yeah. middle a lot oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know there was like a hard times post and it was like costume department thinks aerosmith will do for punk shirt or something like what like uh the the costume department has to do like a punk outfit and they pick like an aerosmith shirt oh, like so that'll true. do yeah like that was essentially the fake headline that i butchered yeah and i was like that's perfect because that's it's always that it's always almost right yeah but just like oh, you're like oh wrong. if you just did a little bit more research yeah you could have got something far better and the <laughs> the true fans would be like yes <laughs> yeah exactly there's nothing more satisfying when like something like that's cool like i hated the new hellboy movie but he had like a refused poster yeah. on his wall and i was like that's pretty cool that Hellboy would listen to Refused when he's not like doing missions. Like yes. that to me was like, but then the music in the movie sucked and was like yeah. country rock. You oh, know, see, they didn't like, talk. Yeah, they, they didn't talk. To, why don't these people talk? Like put Refused in the soundtrack and yeah. then the movie would... It would, all makes like, sense. Like, it it probably, all ties together. The movie would probably still be pretty bad, but I would appreciate yeah. it more on a culty level then that, True. you know, you can't, you can't rock out to country rock, you know, and like, <laughs> it's so lame. <laughs> Hey, don't bag country rock. <laughs> no, but you know, when I say country rock, I say it in a, you know, like that, like the Sons of Anarchy title theme song. Oh, you know, like oh, country okay. rock. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> like bourbon rock. Like like Ford Ranger commercial yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh. Like, like a bit of a, like a watered down black keys, like a bit of a stomp and a yeah. bit of a dirty guitar. You know? I always like, wondered, who, like, whose job is it to pick the mu- the music for movies? Because I want that job. It's it would be so job. fun. Yeah. And so many people fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> It'd all be budget, right? Like they just couldn't afford good songs. Maybe it's expensive. No, so it's somebody, there has to be a conversation that's like, what song plays in this scene? Yeah. And it will either extremely compliment it or extremely ruin it. Do you think that's the director's job to just pick the song? Or do you think it's like a sound department, music I don't know. department? I think it's sound department. Yeah. Or maybe the director can like put forth ideas. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, I want, you know, like it'd be... When you think of people like Quentin Tarantino or Guy Ritchie or people that really have those iconic sounds, yeah. like they must be curating that, right? Like oh, figuring totally. Figuring that shit out beforehand. Like, but like the guy that worked on Hellboy, like, sorry for you. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, we, what the hell, man? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think what that was was a really good art department or, you know, yeah. something in that area. And then yeah. the sound people just, you know, I'll just slap well, whatever. Some country rock on this, yeah. I guess. People like that shit, I think. I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, and we're done with the lightning round. Oh, that was so, yeah, so fun. Yeah. So um, fast. So thank you for, we should try and make it more of a game where we speed people up. But yeah. the, the speaking of splitting things up, I, yep. uh, I, the two things I want to talk to you about today, Tori, you can okay. tackle them first, like choose Ooh. your own adventure. Okay. So it'll either be your musical kind of career or yep. your kind of filmy video photography career. Wow, you've really done your research. Oh, I know. <laughs> the full page of research notes I have here yes. is, uh, it's, it's great. So for anyone listening, it's a blank page <laughs> with the date on it. Yes. Uh, so I'll just remember good, to write Tori. I do um, that with all my guests. My question for you is oh, when shoot. does the tarot card get involved? Oh, that's it. Oh, there's so much to unpack from that. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever wants to unpack the card, Tori. I have so because... much to unpack from oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. What would you like to un- – I can go back in. Do you want to break it down? Kind yeah, of play yeah, by yeah, play? yeah, please. All right. It's cool. So this is the – before we move on to the two things <laughs> I want to talk about, we're going to do the main thing, which is the tarot card. The tarot card. card. It's, the, it's literally the draw card of the show. Okay, so 
are you feeling grateful and joyous right now when it comes to your family or when it comes to your group of people? Like this whole thing about sharing happiness with those around you, who are those people you're sharing happiness with right now? Oh, beautiful. And this all ties in. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. yes. Have, we, Make un- it work. have we unraveled 40 episodes in finally how I should do this yeah, show? Yeah, what the? I can't believe that you would have a tarot card and not read it. Usually the guests <laughs> just do it and then they come on and then we'll talk about other stuff and it just gets derailed pretty quickly. Sometimes yeah. if, if a guest is like a particularly poignant guess they might bring up the card a few times in the show and it feels like callbacks but usually yeah. people just like to ignore I just like to ignore as well I don't know is that, is that I'm, feel like I'm offended this is a deconstruction <laughs> of the show yeah I'm feeling it okay so we're rewriting the show tell us about your little grateful family okay so first of all there's the business mm-hmm. Wild Rose Media whoop whoop <laughs> shout out <laughs> shout out to us um, so we've got a team of so at the moment we've got Squid who's the world's greatest photographer um, Aiden, who's the world's greatest filmmaker, and myself. World's greatest. World's second greatest filmmaker. Yeah. Great. No, look, let's put, let's put Aiden and I together because, you know, respect. Greatest filmmaking <laughs> duo together. <laughs> yes. As well as the greatest photographer. That sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. It's... So tell us about Aiden because that's a new addition, correct? Yeah, so Aiden's the newest addition. Um, we have been working together for years on things. And the other day I was just like, hey, why aren't we just working together always like do you want to just come be a part of this team and legitimize everything rather than it just being this like separate co-working whose name's gonna go on the youtube like thing at the bottom as who did what kind of now it's just let's all work on things together always and forever oh that's lovely so this happened so how long ago was this was this kind of like this was like at the start of the year great yeah is this like post-covid things happening again you need to get the kind of wheel spinning yeah it was it's like people are hitting us up for work and we're all just like well why aren't we doing this together yeah share the load powerful yeah powerful message there you know sometimes you can't do it alone sometimes you need help like the adventures yeah Avengers. Yeah, you guys are like the Avengers of <clears throat> digital media. God, everyone's been talking about Marvel movies lately, and I haven't seen a single one. Oh, yeah, really? And I, I'm, Man. I'm here. The universe is telling me to watch these. Movies. Oh, there's a lot now, though. I feel like it would just wash over it's you after you watched a few in a row. How many movies are there? Twenty-three or four or something. I think at this point. That's insane. Yeah, no, but it's good. You can just like t- do a couple. If you like Paul Rudd, watch Ant Man. Yeah, you like, I love uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's just watch Ant Man then. Okay, <laughs> and that's all I need. Uh, well, I mean, if that. If you don't hate that, then you can kind of do a couple more if True. you want, you know, but it depends. You don't want to jump fully into like a, you know, Age of Ultron, middle of the road Avengers movie. You'd be like, what the yeah. fuck is this? There's like yeah. 15 people. I don't know what the fuck's but going on. But can they all stand alone as their own separate? Well, they all do in their separate 20 movies, you know, they've all got their own little so moments to shine. Yeah. Or their Disney Plus series. If they didn't get a moment to shine in the movies, now they're doing a bunch of Disney Plus shows as well. Oh my God. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, Disney, That's it's, where a, the work it's is a, a pretty massive corporation. I don't know if you've heard about it, but like, I think they own all of media now. So. <laughs> Never heard of them. I yeah. should probably get to know them. Like a mouse. Yeah. Pretty, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouse. Yeah. Theme park rides, Orlando, yeah. Florida. Yep, 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 yep. 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 Isn't the guy frozen? Yeah. He stole, <laughs> he stole it from that bum from The Simpsons with the gold house. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was all a real story. I just thought that was a really funny Simpsons episode. I'm like, oh, dude, that's Walt Disney. And Everything like you see in dick. The Simpsons, you have to believe. It's all real. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more My I whole like... education on the world is through The Simpsons. Same. You know, like there's so many cultural like touchstone moments. And I'm like, oh, I get that from The Simpsons. Like I understand where we were in that point in time, you know? Yeah. Even that great yeah. line, is it like... 
it's like Kearney or one of the like um, older bubbly boys, and he's like, "This really lifted our nation's spirits after Watergate." And he's yeah. like, "Like I didn't know what Watergate was then as a kid, but I know yeah. now." And I think that because of The Simpsons, like drilling that into my brain, you like start to get those cultural moments at a younger point, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Go the Simpsons. Go the Simpsons. So anyway, anyway you're. It always comes back to the Simpsons. I don't know does. how, but it always does, mm. and we love it. Um, okay, so. So you've got <laughs> a great family. You've got. You've I like that on your notes page. There's still nothing. <laughs> All right, family, and then Fast and Furious. They're like, oh god, we're talking through the tarot. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Marvel movies as well. I love the oh, Marvel yeah. shit. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that. Um, because I'll try and squeeze in any yeah. conversation. <laughs> You like Marvel stuff? I love it. Um, I'm go uh, home and watch it tonight. I've written family. No, you can go watch Ant Man on Disney Plus. You got Disney Plus to watch yeah. all the to National Geographic. Shout outs to Disney Plus, everyone. $10 Our a sponsor. Month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just steal it off my brother. He's, oh, I love that. I gave him the YouTube premium. Can he I gets. have his login? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll make a you know when you're like you. at my on my like on my laptop at home, I go to log into Netflix and it's my housemate's Netflix yeah. that another friend has created an account on, yeah. and I log into her account to watch things. Solid. <laughs> this, like, is, this, this is this is what so capitalism bizarre. has done to us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just, but you got to share it a little bit, you know. I yeah. feel like I can get free Disney Plus from him if he gets the if he gets the exactly. family plan, the YouTube yeah. family plan. It's great. Yeah. You, do you, how you much don't YouTube need all do the you subscriptions. Watch? You must watch a bit of YouTube. Uh, in the YouTube's world you're in. my jam. Yeah. Yeah. How many? I ads usually. Do you watch? How many ads do yeah, I watch? Yeah, like how many do you get? Like two a video or something. Yeah, usually. You got to get on that premium. Yeah. This, oh, but this podcast is brought to you by to YouTube <laughs> Premium. <laughs> Who my favorite thing about YouTube is watching. I just like hire movies off YouTube now. Yeah. Because any like cool movie that's not on Netflix is there for like four bucks or something. Yeah, you just hired from YouTube for like forty eight hours. Shout out to YouTube, our sponsor. <laughs> you hire it for four dollars. This podcast ever. <laughs> Who else can we give a shout out to? Uh, oh, look, something will come up pretty soon. I'm yeah. a big fan of lots of things. So anyway, we we're talking about Marvel things. How do we get onto Marvel? Oh, apparently we always do. Because you're a family. And then you started this family, so there's the three of you now. Wild the Rose card, Media, the, tar- oh, yeah. the tarot card, yeah, are excellent. the family. Uh, yeah, and then being a- in business with two great people, yeah. <laughs> I'm forever grateful about it. I guess who, was the key message. Who handles what now? So, because you've got professional f- f- photographers and video yeah. people and whatever, like who's kind of who's the Captain America of the group? Of the uh, I think we. I guess that's what we're figuring out, but we're trying to make it as equal and fair as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They can't just be one captain of the ship at at all times. (laughs) You got to share the load. Yeah. Is that how captains work on boats? They just like give it to someone else like every 48 hours? Like you're captain now. Yeah. That's how it works. You be captain now. (laughs) You sound like a crazy ship. Okay. The next part on the card, which is uh, about emotional connections and home life are blessed or blessed. Take this time to be grateful for all the love and happiness you have in your life. Oh, so tell us about that. Where's oh, all the love, love and happiness coming from? Oh, friends, family, loved ones. <laughs> are you? How are you in the COVID times? You were busy for work during COVID. Yeah, which was bizarro. Yeah. But really, really nice. <laughs> so when you were Thank busy God. in that world, in the COVID world where you're, I guess, limited, luckily what for were us, you guys like doing like to keep busy, editing. Like for us, you know, video is so important digital content is so important during these times and luckily like yeah we can still work from laptops anywhere at any moment so someone needs a music so i had i created a music video from purely just like um what's it i'm looking for um 
like improvised. Oh, out no, of what the do you ether. call what, what do you call those videos that are copyright free? Oh, like stock images? Stock, stock videos. You, I created you, a music video completely out of stock footage and just edited it, like wow. all from home. With with that with the vibe of this song, what kind of yeah. footage did you use? Like, what was the was it of like eagles soaring in the wind? Like, the song, the song. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, you look at stock footage and you're like, this all looks like stock footage. How can I make this yeah. have my spin on it? Um, but the the general theme of the song was kind of like this anti-capitalist. Um, vibe <laughs> so it was just kind of creating it's like how do you find footage that gives a message rather than yeah yeah i don't know it's hard to stock stock videos weird <laughs> it's a weird like I've, I've been approached before with jobs when people will say something like, oh can we just get some stock footage and just throw that in there i'm like yeah. oh i don't know how i feel about that yeah as a as a an artist yourself, you start to feel like, oh, what am I actually doing here? But I guess if you can put your own spin on it or color it or change it or yeah, it, is that kind I think of what you I did, think or? because the message was so strong, it's like whatever, whatever the footage was, it didn't necessarily matter. Like usually as a filmmaker, you're so worried about you know like creating footage that you're really proud of and you created it and you know you you put in the production value and everything. But finding someone else's footage was like okay, you know, I can't hold on to this as my own, but I need to use this as a storytelling device. Mm. So how do I find stuff that sends a message rather than is an artistic thing, I guess? It sounds like an interesting exercise. Like everyone it should was. do it, like try and make a music video out of stock footage and just see what happens. And you the know? Like, like the, I think like the most interesting thing I found from it was um, this whole concept of like recycling. It's like you, there's already footage out there of most things. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you're if you've already got the storyline that you need to tell, why are we all spending heaps of money creating this footage that's probably already out there? Mm. So it's like you know, recycling and reusing and reducing, which I guess is like a cool environmental twist to it all. <laughs> that is very cool, actually. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, that was that was what was keeping keeping me going. <laughs> it's everyone's challenge now is to go and edit a music video with uh, grab any song you like, you know, steal it from YouTube, and then just like cut it it's up. It's an some interesting stuff test. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what else is it mentioned here? So this card could also be a warning that your ideas about relationships are based on fairy tale endings. Instead of bemoaning that you'll never have happily ever after, take some time to focus on all you do have. So I what love that. do Gratitude. you have? Yeah. What, like what are you what are you gracious for after this kind of post lockdown world? Ah, oh, beautiful. Um, I think the the one of the most valuable things in lockdown is realizing the people that you kept in contact with. Mm. and the people that you broke the rules to keep seeing. <laughs> I never did that here. Don't listen. Never, Tori never did that either. Just for legal <laughs> stuff, legal eagles. No, uh, like, yeah, I know what you mean. I, you know, we, we do your walks with your four people, yeah, exactly. two people or whatever, and it's yeah. like, whatever, fuck, we'll just keep distant. Or but yes, yeah. no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. That was something we, you had to really fight for the love. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, and you realise like, wow, I've got some amazing people in my life. And don't take that for granted because they keep you going. Yeah. My God, do they keep you going. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard because uh, talking to other people, maybe going to lockdown in, say, Perth or when they yeah. locked down in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, it's like, oh, this is never going to go away. But I think with the Victorian lockdown, it was so kind of ruthless that it's like, well, at least now that, you know, if it happens again, it can't be for long. It'll be little yeah. pockets and life can almost get back to... It, does feel, life feel normal to you? Life feels incredibly normal. It's bizarre. Like we went out on Saturday night, like down 
Brunswick Street and stuff. Yeah. And it was just like cars, people, everyone yeah. out, everyone trying to get away. You go to a gig, it's like, it, even though I, I don't know what the rules are capacity-wise, but they feel like full-on legitimate gigs. Mm. So I'm excited to get to some of those like yeah. tote Bendigo gigs. Because like, we went to the Bendigo when it first kind of opened, they were doing seated stuff. And I think yeah. the seating stuff, like have you been to gigs where there's no seating? You stand I, and yeah. like, watch bands? I never went to a seated gig. Oh, We went I to never, even We, we the, played one, Steel Wheels, so... The music side of things that we oh, got into. Yeah. <laughs> Our first show was at the corner and we played this like half-seated, half-standing gig. Yeah. But lucky for us, the vibe of our music totally suits that. But I can't imagine... Yeah, there's Brutal just like... shit, fast stuff. Yeah. yeah. And people just like sitting at a table with yeah. a beautiful tea-like candle. It's like a romantic date. <laughs> I got to say, just for the listeners' sake, because people might be like, Rory, why didn't you go to that gig? And I oh, was, yeah, go I was, on then. I was going to that gig, but I'd just gotten back from Queensland the, oh, the day before, yeah. just before they went into lockdown. So we had to like self-isolate and get the nose swab. So I was so shattered I missed that gig because yeah. that was like, it was going to be, what a special Saturday night. And I'm, it sounded like it was. Saturday. Did you have a great time at that, playing at the Corner Hotel on it that was, stage? <clears throat> for our first gig, pretty big deal. <laughs> but it was beautiful. You know, when like... Every, you're so nervous you're like oh god i'm gonna get on stage and all my gear is gonna fuck up and i'm gonna make a complete loser of myself just that fear of not being able to do something if something goes wrong yeah I feel like that would be always running through my mind yeah. if i was up there just oh being yeah like, getting a weird noise or something yeah or, i don't know <laughs> i don't I, I had a dream like a few nights before the the gig that we all got on stage and we we're like yeah what's up melvin we ready to rock and then like you go to play in the sound and everything just cuts out it's like my worst nightmare <laughs> And then when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. You can be gra- have gratitude about the guitar working the whole set. You yeah. didn't break a string Back or anything. Back to the tarot card, gratitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Family, love, gratitude, 10 <laughs> cups. <laughs> let's talk more about some band stuff. So yep. Steel Wheels is the current band. You play guitar yep. in that band, correct? Yep. Well, have you done musical stuff before then or like what tell us about your musical journey oh i love that um previous to that i used to play bass oh i still do play bass in um honey jay's band oh that's right i did yeah. know that that yes. was um that was my first kind of live intro to like live playing live wow um never had i played bass before and just learnt all the songs. Were you, like, were you like the Parkway Drive bassist for Hanny J, where she's like, Tori's cool, just get her to play bass. She's, <laughs> she's just, like, Tori plays guitar, she can play bass. That's kind of what everyone thinks. Hey? <laughs> you play guitar, you can play bass. It's really easy. Yeah, There's two less awesome. strings. So when did that happen? How long ago was that? That would have been two years ago. It was um, the Jeff Rosenstock tour, um, who I'm good friends with. So she was like, this all lines up perfectly. I need a bass player. We're going on tour with a band that you know. I'll teach you all the songs in the next two months and we'll go and rock. And I was terrified. (laughs) But it was so much fun. Can I just go back to the name I just tripped over that you dropped there with the Jeff Rosenstock being good friends there. So (laughs) tell us a little about your friendship with Jeff Rosenstock. How did that happen? I lived in Austin, Texas. Um, where you got your sweet- where I got the little alien uh, for like six months, maybe like four or five years ago. I remember um, when you le- like you had a going away thing at the Rev, didn't you? No, I must have just saw you just before. I would have just what, been yeah. at the Rev you and might, going yeah, away. I think we were, both <laughs> we at the were Rev probably drunk. Like, I'm going to America real soon. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, cool. And because you, you didn't really have a plan, you were just kind of going to no go plan. for a while. Didn't yeah, you? I just that- did that classic like uh, I'm you know in my early twenties. 
I'm just going to go somewhere and just like see Eat, pray, what America. happens. Is yeah. That, is that kind of what your plan was? Yeah. And then I was so quickly turned off by the States. Yeah. <laughs> like you think, that. oh yeah, land of the free, woohoo. And then you get there and you're like, this is fucked up and once the dollar started sliding as well you're like i'm paying for money for this as well yeah. like it's fun like i i think you've probably been to america a couple of times yeah uh, and, and so have i so it's like the first time it's like this is awesome yeah. america and then like the next time you go back it's like a little bit like venice beach gets a little bit weirder yeah. like you go back a second time you're like i don't know why i went back a second time this is yeah. weird and then it just slowly starts and then for me as that happened the dollar got worse and worse yeah. so every trip kind of progressively got like I don't know if this is as good as I remember it being. Yeah, and then you're like, where can I find a goddamn apple? <laughs> I just want a fresh piece of fruit in this country. No, where you is get it? a brown banana at bread? the CBS. Where, like, where is your bread? It's all sugary and white. It's not real bread. <laughs> just give me something, please. There is something nice about going to America and embracing the fat shit lifestyle. Oh, it's great. Like I did enjoy trying all the different fast food places and being like, man, I've always wanted to try like Jack in the Box or something. (laughs) In-N-Out burger. So good. Exactly. Oh, delicious food. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's definitely a great place to 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 go. To visit. Yeah, exactly. But to live. (laughs) I guess coming back to gratitude, it gave me such an appreciation for Australia. Yeah, for sure. We have it so much better over here. Yeah, it's a pretty great country. Lucky yeah. country, Matt. <laughs> so oh, let's not country. get all preachy now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Australia's sick. You're right. It definitely gives you a bit of gratitude. Like, I remember yeah, like... perspective. One of the... F- I think the first time I was there, I was there for like two or three months or something. And then mm. when I got back and I heard the Aussie flight attendant guy and he was like, oh, g'day, mate. And I was like, oh, that was yeah. all... Like, it, it was this <laughs> weird... Like Russell Coit, like shined in my heart or something. Yeah, like, yeah, a bit of Aussie pride. Yeah, dude, like it was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Sounded cool. I miss yeah. that. Yeah, there's something there. about Americans and like to all the Americans out there, I love you to death. But there's something about the way that a lot of Americans speak that's so abrasive. Mm. Do you think that's more noticeable when there's one American in a bunch of Australian group, or is it like when you're in no? America I think when like as I was living of, there, <laughs> yeah. like as, the way that Australians are is so relaxed and you know chill or whatever and yeah. i don't know the way that americans all talk it's just like so ah, ah, ah and like everyone is yelling all the time at each other ah. what's jeff rosenstock like does he oh he's like lovely <laughs> he's chill <laughs> yeah he's chill again to all the americans out there i love you all to death <laughs> and they're so hospitable too so that's like the, oh, that's lovely. a huge plus. we love them. Like hospitable people that's what i yeah. love about it anyway so you, you were hanging out in austin texas and what you ran into jeff rosenstock is that how it goes down I how does that story go? Uh, I was really good friends with the drummer Kevin, who lived in San Diego. I um, when I was traveling around the states, caught up with him a bunch of times, and then any gig they had when I was in town, I'd go to, and then it just like sparked this friendship. Cool. Yeah. So then that was the thing that led Hanny J to be like, oh, get Tori in there. It's a win-win. Isn't that Is wacky? That? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But it's all serendipitous, you know? Like it's yeah. all led to that point. Yeah. It all just teed up perfectly. Cool. <laughs> so you did that. You're doing Hanny J. Do you still do Hanny J? Is that still a thing that's happening? Yeah, it is. But I guess like, yeah, during COVID, nothing kind of tours aren't just aren't a thing. Do any covers or anything to pass the time like other bands i guess like well it's it's honey's thing so she's constantly writing and playing but it's more just for the live stuff that but you as the backup band to... yeah until there's a tour we don't really 
have much to do with it. And there, they're so busy with clowns all the time. You, where you kept chatting and oh, stay, you gotta. stay friendly. Yeah, you gotta. And like, I'm going to be working on one of our music videos soon. Oh, that's which exciting. Which is fun. Yeah. yeah. What's the idea? Can you spoil it here it's on the It's a secret. Oh, it's a secret. <laughs> I'll have to just wait. It's always a secret. <laughs> yeah. you got to build the mystery in the moment. Yeah, no, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even watch the video. Don't even watch it because I've just told you the whole script. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So then, so tell us about how this Steel Wheels came about. Like... Were you in the band from the get-go or... Yeah, okay. So the funny... We realised the other day Steel Wheels has been going on for, I think, three or four years now. Wow. And already we've had 10 plus members coming and going. <laughs> but there's a it's few just, of you in the band, right? Like this, At the moment, seven of us. Yeah. So, like, it's pretty easy to go through a couple of people oh, and yeah. have a gig jet and Churning try in and, and find your feet, you know? Yeah. But so what you're saying is you're a founding member. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why I was so <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> it's basically um, Rathead's project. Yeah. He wrote all the songs and then, yeah, approached a few of us and then we started jamming and it just kind of... Does that mean Rathead kicked out the 10 people <laughs> that didn't make the cut? <laughs> it's like, nah, you're out. Yeah, you're, back, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in. <laughs> it's like sports at school. Well, I think it was just, it was also uh, like you know what it's like to run a band. The logistics are a nightmare. Yeah. Especially if you've got seven people in the band. Yeah, oh, exactly. So a lot practice. of people just couldn't come in after a long time. It's yeah. like we didn't, we have, we played our first show January, January of this year. Yeah. And probably what has been, you know, three years in the making. Did that feel good to finally like release that? Totally. As well? Yeah. And, and it's got such hype around it. It's yeah. beautiful. Everyone's so stoked. And you guys played like Ballarat the weekend after as well. Yeah. Right? And how was that show? Like how oh, it was beautiful. It? Yeah? What was so great about that show is we got the first show nerves out of the way. Mm. So then we could just relax and enjoy it. For me anyway, I felt like I, it was a funner show to play, a more fun show to play. Mm. Because Once you had all those nerves out, you know. Yeah, I wasn't worried stage. about getting up on stage and all the gear fucking up. I didn't have the nightmare <laughs> the night before. I was just like, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So, like, obviously, as a filmy person, have you thought about Steel Wheels videos? What's going on oh, there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a world being created. Yeah? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that world? What's in that I world? I can. Oh, look, I'll tell you a little bit about that Give world. Give us a little The fun peek. thing about being the filmmaker in your band is that you get complete, cre- hopefully, <laughs> you get complete creative control yeah. and the artistic tick of approval on all the artwork that goes out for it, I guess. Um, so yeah, Rat and I sat down the other day and we were discussing all of the music video concepts and we were like, what would be really fun with this is because there's seven members in the band to kind of create a world where every member in the band is like a character in this kind of like David Lynchy, wacko world and every music video all of the characters like you know everybody kind of gets their own separate music video so but all of like, the characters intertwine at some point so it's like an episode of boomtown or like run lola run or something yeah and you're going to see all these different things from different perspectives across maybe or maybe it's just saying, like there's it? there's a world and there's storyline or there's you know there's oh so you can just continue the storyline yeah you every video and focus on a new member yeah yeah that's smart yeah and you don't have to include all seven members in every video because that's also a nightmare yeah but just have one or two in each clip Mm. But somewhere along the lines, they can all crisscross over. This is exciting. Yeah, it's a really fun idea. You know who else had that idea to do that? Go on. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Marvel. <laughs> you always You're sneak back into You're essentially taking the MCU formula and then you could just get We're all, all the... writing superhero characters. Yes. Yeah. 
sick. What yep. would your superhero powers be? Oh, good one. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what is Ant-Man's superpower, just may I ask? the size of an ant. That is genius. Yeah. So that then is the genius. trick would be you could like get a burger and then shrink down and then yeah. eat the burger for ages. And is that what he does in the movie? That's no, the movie. he doesn't do that. But he, it's, it's something they haven't explored yet. They should. <laughs> they should. Because <laughs> how good would that be? <laughs> That'd be sick. You'd never have to be. I would to... watch that movie. If someone said, this is the premise of a movie, a guy shrinks down to a small size so he can eat a small burger. I would watch that. Yeah. I think I think you'd get down. And it's Paul Rudd. He's just being you Paul Rudd. You can't go wrong with yeah, Paul Rudd. I think he's, he was like given a lot of freedom to ad-lib, I think, in that yeah. movie, you know, and that's yes. a positive thing. Yes, he's so good. <laughs> it's not positive you don't like Paul Rudd because I know there are people that there there are Paul Rudd haters out there. I'm sure. Well, they're freaks, and they're like, <laughs> I don't want to watch two hours of Paul Rudd being a smarmy, handsome guy, you know. But it's like What's that's what I want. That that's what I want out of yeah. my two hours of a movie, you know. Yeah. Throw in the chick from Lost, you know. Sweet. She's got a little, she's got a great little bob haircut. She oh, yeah. Business, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. the one from The Hobbit. <laughs> Evangeline Lilly. Yes. Boom. We got there. I, was, I didn't. I didn't Offend any Evangeline Lily fans out there? Like, Fuck, I love Lost. <laughs> what about the Hobbit though? <laughs> oh, Speaking man, what, of the Hobbit, yeah. What did you think of the Hobbit? Oh, loved it. Yeah. But let me talk to you about the Lord of the Rings extended version. What I watched, the Fellowship of the Ring, the extended version for the How first long? time. How long does it go for? Four hours. Fuck. And at that point, you're like, wrap it up. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was gorgeous. But you're like, nobody... Like, if you watch all 12 movies, that's... Uh, 12. If you watch all three movies, that's 12, all 12 hours. 12 hours, yeah. 12 hours for a story that can be so easily condensed and so much more fun. <laughs> just critical you just being like, that scene doesn't need to be in there. Yeah. Like, get rid of this shit. But also, what it's all scenes? gorgeous. Yeah. I loved every second of watching it. But I was like, who in their right mind... <laughs> watching like 12 it. hours of I this. like it as an option for sure because like for movies like Terminator 2 which I've seen so many times yeah. I love the director's cut because the extra scenes are like bits that you don't remember it's as such much nerdy as... stuff too you're just like oh so yes exactly yeah it's I understand it purely from the nerd aspect I was like I've already seen Lord of the Rings 50 times yeah. I could watch it with the extended cut because then at least it's a bit more interesting than just yeah. watching well that's true Maybe I just watched it with the wrong attitude. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch the extended. I think I need. I, I think I started time. it at like nine p.m. So I was like, "Hurry up! I want to go to bed." It's like one a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I've been watching this for hours. <laughs> but also, that's probably the best way to watch it. Yeah, for sure. How did we get onto that from the Hobbit? Lord of the Rings. Oh, you just they want to talk about that you saw the extended cut of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. But you got to throw the Lord of the Rings. Did you do the Hobbit? You always throw Marvel in there. I got to throw Lord of the Rings in there. (laughs) And don't get me started on Star Wars. (laughs) How do you feel about Star Wars? Genuinely, that's a question coming up later in the (laughs) morning. I thought we were done with the. No, that's a lightning round openers, and we got lightning round ending. Oh, cool. So still, it's still a game show format. Well, let's let's leave that question (laughs) for later because I've got some things to say. (laughs) All right, let's move back. So. So Steel Wheels, there's going to be some fucking sweet music videos coming. You've yep. already smashed out two shows for the year. Have yep. you got more booked? Yeah. So I guess this is our promo. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, we are playing March 7th at Luli Street Tavern. Cool. Yeah. It's a Sunday night. It's kind of like our launch show, I guess. Oh, wow. Because um, like it's our headline show. Yeah. yeah. March yeah. 7th. March 7th. Right. That's exciting. Write Mark that calendars, everyone. Yeah. So that's coming up. What else is going That's on? It's exciting. I guess from there, it's game on. <laughs> I guess it's tricky. Like, you can't really book a tour. Mm. Well, you can, but at any moment, it could be 
scrapped from right underneath you. Yeah. You could just stick to some rural Victorian. I think like Steel Wheels, the band needs to play some country pubs. Yeah. I think that's, there's a really exciting time for music at the moment where you don't have the, I guess the, not that it's a burden, but like, I guess the, the looming overlord of, you know, touring acts. Yeah. Once you take that out of the equation, you've got all these wonderful Australian acts that are all trying to kind of play around. Yeah. You know, places like uh, Sydney Maya Music Bowl are letting people in for cheap to see sweet bands and stuff like. genius. You know, I think this this is going to be a special time, you know, a special time to see Aussie bands in Australia without the, I guess with the caveat that you're going to potentially buy lose tickets, maybe buy ticket insurance or something. I don't know. I've never is bought that, that before. Like, yeah, you know when you're on OzTix and it's like, oh, yeah, do you yeah, also yeah. want an extra like, then I'm like, no. You're like, I'll never who do wants that. ticket insurance? But ever since <laughs> pandemic, now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe that's not a bad idea to yeah. pay like three bucks on a $60 ticket that might go bust. But it's know. like, at what, at what point in that scheme did they ever predict that this, like, a worldwide <laughs> pandemic would be the reason that you needed to buy insurance? It's like, you worked at JB Hi-Fi. You know about the warranty upsells. Oh, yeah. you know, it's it's a, it feels a like that. It's like, <laughs> man, when the TV breaks, I'm going to come back here and you're yeah. going to fuck me over anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll just but take my chance. From now on, whenever I buy a plane ticket, I'm 100% getting insurance. Yeah, for sure. If that's a thing, I don't even know. So maybe this whole pandemic has just been a conspiracy to get people to finally pay for the um Finally, we've cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 5G network. Yeah, big, big... <laughs> tourism big i don't know who's who's going to be at the top if you're going to get to the bottom of this conspiracy who's jacking up these things is it people who run like hotels and planes and gigs uh, entertainment look, industry yeah, yeah. They're, they're jealous about getting screwed over really bad last year and now they're going out for revenge yeah whoa speaking of revenge remember the marvel movie <laughs> oh you better believe there's some revenge in those movies <laughs> But if you're talking Batman, it's it's about justice and revenge and what the difference is between those themes because, you know, you can okay. get justice, but then revenge is only going to turn your soul black. You this can't, is true. You can't, you know, fight that forever <laughs> if you want to talk about revenge. <laughs> I do want to talk It's soul-consuming. I think Shakespeare was pretty into that as well, you know, yeah. but Batman really covered it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's talk more about Batman. <laughs> He's saying it up there. Can we talk um, about your um, desktop <laughs> background photo? <laughs> it's been staring at me this whole time. You like it? I love it. So this is a... When I moved house years ago, my mm. buddy Bo made me this beautiful big collage of like multi-coloured Patrick Swayze, like <laughs> 50 different Patrick Swayze's with like different kind of Photoshopped colour-y trippy effects yes. over each Swayze. What a and great like, gift. It was awesome. It was laminated. And it stayed in like a couple of different houses I lived in. I think it's in his back in his house now. But then when he moved, I got my brother to design like a pop art, like an Andy Warhol, Patrick Swayze. That's and that's, that's currently what we're looking at right now. It's this beautiful. Is, it's, a, it's a beautiful piece of pop art made by my brother. Um, that if it was like Mr. Brainwash, you could put that on a fucking canvas and sell it for like a million bucks. I, I don't see why you couldn't sell that for a million bucks. I would buy that. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? If there's I a, had a million dollars. There's a separate colour variant as well, if you want. It's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, I think there's cool. like a, it's like your 80s listeners. It's like a pink background, green and blue. And I think there was also like a, I think there was like an orangey one as well. Cool. Yeah, fresh. You, you, Did you print it and frame it and put it next to your bed? Because it's gorgeous. <laughs> well, I, we, I printed it. I gave it to my buddy Bo when he moved house. Yeah. So he has it somewhere. It's lost probably in the ether of time somewhere around there. But he has Classic. the ridge anyway. So this yeah. can, the, 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 the V2 can live as my desktop picture. <laughs> yes. I love it so much. 
<laughs> so, have we covered band stuff? How do we feel about that? You, you want to can, can we talk about some film stuff? Yeah. What do you so, want to know? So, tell us about Wild Rose Media and your, I guess, rise to like running a business yourself. Because yeah. I guess anyone who's listening to this show that is potentially in the freelance world or the creative world knows yeah. that there's a lot of struggle when you are in oh, your yeah. early 20s. Yeah. And I'd like to kind of hear a little bit about that for you, like what your experience was kind of getting around that scene when you were younger and what yeah. you from that. <clears throat> I think um, Wild Rose was born out of, um, I guess, legitimizing. Oh, how do I word this? It was like we we were working already with artists, and shout outs to anyone who's doing this right now. You you know you you don't get paid, <laughs> yeah, or you find it very hard. Um, you will sacrifice pay to get the job done or get the job yeah. something you can be proud of. I think a lot is as well. Like yeah. you, you don't want to put out something. And there's such a world of like, you know, you're my mate, you have a camera, you know how to edit, you can make me a video. And you're like, there's so much more that goes into it than that. I've had so many people come up to me and be like, I shot this on my iPhone and edited it on iMovie. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. How does it look? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you got to understand the limitations you're working with when you're in that yeah you know, within that space you can't like i love when people have the gusto to do that kind of stuff where it's yeah. like but that's what you pay for like if yeah. you want to get it done and do it that way that's great if you yeah. want to use someone's skills that's when it gets and when people murky. come to you, they're like oh i want it to look like you know this marvel movie or this david lynch movie but i don't i have 500 dollars to pay you and you're like i just like physically I cannot two, do this that's your two <laughs> metrics for the, the, all the work marvel and david lynch marvel. You keep saying Marvel and now it's in my mind. I've never seen a single movie. You've got to watch at least one. <laughs> yeah, I will. Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best sounding movie. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's so many famous actors in all the Marvel movies too. So all you got to do is just throw a rock, rock at someone you like and yeah. then they're probably just in a Marvel movie and you can just watch that one too. Perfect. Yeah. Throw a rock at someone that I like. <laughs> <laughs> on IMDb or I don't know how you... <laughs> Do you have like your IMDb list of favorite actors for people to also look at? And no, write? is that a, that's a yeah. genius way Do to you? live life. <laughs> I often find myself looking at that stuff on IMDb, like the same way I kind of get stuck in Wikipedia holes. Yeah. Where people will just make like that's my so favorite smart. movies list yeah. or my favorite whatever. Then... I have this list on my notes in my phone called Check It Out. And it's, you know, when you're at the pub and, you know, you're most likely hammer drunk and somebody's like, oh, you got to watch this movie or you got to listen to this band. And, of course, you always forget. Yeah. But I've got a list now where I always write that stuff down. Because then get? it's like, Is it oh, just a notes app on your, on your it's iPhone? It's just the or? notes app and it's yeah. just called Check It Out. And anytime someone's like, you got to check this out, I'm like, I'm going to write that down. Mm. And then when it's like, movie viewing time, what do I want to watch? Oh, old mate from the pub told me to watch this wacko movie, so I better watch it. Mm. And it's usually really good mm. or really bad. Especially, <laughs> I don't know about you, but in the pandemic, I watched a lot more than I usually would. So oh, yeah. now I'm hungry for recommendations because yeah. it's like, man, people tell me to watch Sopranos, like, done it. Yeah. People watch, tell me to watch something else iconic, like, did it. Did yeah. it in the pandemic, did everything. Now it's like, give me the new shit. You yeah, know, give or give me the, like, worldly, you know, I would never... Never know this, you know, French movie that was filmed mm. in, you know, like the 80s. That's amazing. Yeah. But you've recommended it, so I better watch it. And you love that shit because then you're like, oh my God, so many music video ideas. And I can oh, take yeah. from this and no one's going to know. Yeah. Except <laughs> film nerds. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like gold mine of ideas. <laughs> yes. Always. Inspiration, we call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not theft, so, it's inspiration. <laughs> it's an homage. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes. you like Quentin Tarantino. So much. He yeah. doesn't get in trouble for fucking stealing everything. No, no one does. People Everyone love steals everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Inspiration, we call it. <laughs> Everyone steals from everybody. Now, so yeah. you were working at JB Hi-Fi as a, as, would you say when you were 16? Yeah. Were you the work experience girl? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. So you were like stickering up stick, like CDs in the back room and they were like, she's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. And I was like, cool, I'll take this fun yeah so you're there you're young impressionable what are you learning from the jb people other than customers are jerks um i worked in the music department and for like the the end of my career there (laughs) i was the uh the vinyl coordinator i guess so i was just only hanging out in the record section which was great and i yeah it was i guess i learned about so much music working there Apart from all the people, all the staff members, just like customers that would come in and you just like spark relationships with them and be like, oh, have you heard this? Dude, have you listened to this? Do you like this? Buy this. That's the best part about the job. It's the best part. Yeah. The people that you know and would come back and like your recommendations. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, you get, you really do get a bit of a rapport going. Yeah. Like, and you- also recommending something to someone and then coming back and be like, I listened to that album you told me to listen to and it's incredible. And you're just like, oh yes, yeah. this is beautiful. And then there's the creeps that come in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. That, that must be a whole separate thing. Huh? Yeah. Like people just buying stuff just to kind of like hang out. Like, was that the vibe? Oh, uh, it was mainly Do they just, not even buy stuff? They just hang just around. Just annoying people. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the ones you know that are doing craps. Like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the ones just that are pooing on the floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so you're there, yep. and then you had an interest in film, obviously. Yeah. At that age, what then did you go study at? Film yeah, school so I or? studied. I did um, a two year advanced diploma at Swinburne. Sweet. Um, and then from there, and to this day, I um, I'm in a creative writing course through Swinburne. I'm in my last year this year, um, where I guess yeah, I kind of I learned all the production fundamentals. Um, for filmmaking and have used that so far in my career. Uh-huh. And now I'm at a point where I'm trying to specialize in like writing, being a better writer, writing scripts. Um, yeah, that that side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people within the film world would have that in them, but it's just getting the script onto paper. Or yeah. Like getting- oh, it's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it is, man. Yeah. Like, during the pandemic, I had so many ideas that I would develop to a certain point and then you just kind of like give up like, yeah. and it's it's always the point where it's like right I have to probably start writing a script now and yeah. it's just like nah I'm just gonna walk away from yeah. this oh yeah Too you're like oh yeah like oh seven week lockdown I'm gonna write that script I finally wanted to write oh no I'm just gonna watch Netflix yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch pizza. all the Sopranos yeah <laughs> eat a pizza which is still a good way to spend your time don't it was a masterclass in James Gandolfini <laughs> that's for sure it was, but also like it was so impossible to find inspiration in lockdown Correct. for a lot of people. Yes, like yeah, it's you need to be out living and breathing. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. I feel like I've been more inspired and motivated the moment the world opened up again yeah. in like days versus yeah. like the months I was just kind of sitting around here and like I talked with uh, like Mickey, your bandmate in Steel yeah. Wheels about this kind of stuff, and he's like, yeah, don't put pressure on yourself to come up with anything now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God, I'm glad other people are feeling totally. that, that pressure, but then also smart enough to understand that that's like not necessary. Yeah. You know, it's not good for the soul at that moment to like yeah. try and pump out something just for the sake of Yeah, and then get really angry at yourself that you're not creating the world's best piece of art sitting in, you know, a four, you know your four walls for seven weeks. Like, yeah. where are you getting inspiration from? Yeah, but that clip with the stock images is probably the best yeah. thing to <laughs> oh, I love it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
<laughs> we have to put some links in the show notes of all the stuff you've kind of worked on and people can come and check out all this stuff. Yeah. See if they can figure out which one is the one with the stock images. Uh, they'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> hey, I really like that clip. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's a really creative thing. You yeah. Know? So you're, you're doing Swinburne stuff. You're doing creative writing that took a bit yep. longer. So yep. in that little gap in the middle, like did you do the typical film school, like go on a bunch of sets, get paid nothing, get kicked around? Yep. Yeah, totally. It was a mixture of that, like getting on sets working you know 15 hour days getting paid fuck all and traveling like i was like how do you write without life experience mm. you know so i think for me the focus was more on like yeah the like that sounds so lame to say but <laughs> the life experience side of things but what are you gonna do when you're like straight out of school with yeah. this writing degree or whatever and yeah. then what are you gonna write about exactly like your time at film school like because what else yeah and that's that's what i like that was the pattern i kept seeing happen is like it's yeah. all these kids just writing with you know no voice it's, it's just always like, why there's like art school indie movies about kids all that like a school and it's yeah. like oh for fuck's sake because that's like, the world you know it's all you know how to write about i've got it guys film school i'm gonna write a story about a bunch of people in film school it's yeah like, oh, yeah you've cracked the case yeah. buddy. <laughs> my movie is about me making my movie <laughs> like no i've seen it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to see it one of the best student films I remember was um, it was about a girl waiting on hold for Centrelink, and I think she like falls asleep and has a dream to the like, the Centrelink music. And I was like, this is actually genius. But again, it's like your life experience to this date is <laughs> is being on the phone to Centrelink. <laughs> yeah, this is what you write about, and it's relatable. Don't get me wrong. Fucking oath. Um, there was like the whole plot of that chats song with the film clip where he's trying to speak to Centrelink. On the yeah, <laughs> like. This is something that we all understand as yeah. Australians. What yeah. it's like. Yeah, it's a good it's a good subject to talk about. It's relatable for a lot of people. So I as as wanky as you think that may sound, yeah. I completely understand that. I think that's cool. That yeah. you're aware enough that you needed to get out and see some stuff and go yeah. hang out with Jeff Rosenstock in Austin, Texas yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then where else did you travel? What else did you do in that time? Where where else did you kind of what, are there any gems of life experience you picked up in these travels that oh, you can remember? Good question. I think I think traveling to the states was the biggest one. Spending six months far away from everyone and everything I knew, living not that it's a complete different culture shock, but it was enough to kind of throw me completely off my feet, and I guess like figure out with the, without the stress of life. like you know knowing the language i think that's yeah. like such an easy thing where it's like man i could throw myself into this and it is yeah. weird enough and the money's weird and the food's yeah. weird and there's no apples yeah but you know at least you can just be like hey how's it going yeah as opposed to if you were like totally. in europe and you were like i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah i, I would love that's my next venture though i would love to do that yeah italy whenever you can travel <laughs> There used to be a lightning round end question where it would be, if you could go anywhere, where would you go? But I just kind of scrapped it during COVID because I'm like, what are we talking about? I think it was, I think it was Joe Hanson from Private Function. When he came on, I asked yeah. him that question. I was like, he's kind of like, oh, I don't know if we're going to be able to like go anywhere. And I was like, oh, oh depressing. yeah, shit. I never really like, then click because it's more of a question like, oh, I want to see the pyramids of Giza or something. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Like, now it's like. Yeah, we're just stuck here now. Yeah. I want to see Uluru, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's a beautiful thing. I think more people need to travel around Australia. Hey, every... we all just jump to international travel, but like, there's so much of Australia to see. This is the moment that Australian tourism campaigns have been oh, waiting for. Oh, man. It's like, <laughs> shit, guys, get yeah. you, Jackman, get whoever we can. Yeah. Just fucking plug this own country and just fucking get some Aussie dollars in here. You yeah. Know? Well, that's another thing. Like, all a lot of Hollywood productions are coming here because we can still work. It's pretty exciting. There's a couple of Marvel movies being made up in New South Back Wales to right now. Oh my god! 
it's keeping keeping, it's keeping Australia's economy afloat. It right? is. It's like mining and Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, the Hem, it's the Hemsworth brothers and mining, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all you need. What else have we got? Um, beer. Beer's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good nation. Yeah. We, are, we really are the lucky country. <laughs> okay, so... So you're doing, you're doing film set life, you're yep. young, you're getting travel experience yep. and then you came back and you were like, I want to start my own thing. I want to start yeah, my own Yeah, I think, I think I was like, I film, film set experience was such an eye opener for me. Yeah. In I, what way? Like just, it wasn't the stuff you thought you were going to experience at film school and then you get yeah. into the real world, it's all a bit different. Yeah. Well, well both. Like it's, it's just a whole different world um, and it's cool to get that firsthand experience to see how it works. And then I've been able to take that into how I work now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also a dirty, dirty industry. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I was, you know, like working these long days, not getting paid much, working under people. I, you know, maybe my experience was different and maybe I just like wasn't fortunate. I don't know. The sets that I got on maybe weren't, were different. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of dinosaurs that I worked with who... Yeah, just made my life hell. And I was like, I don't want to work in this environment. Yeah, it's like they find ways to suck all the fun out of an yeah. industry that should be super interesting and creative and exciting. And it's just like, oh yeah. man, you really hate being here. Yeah. Right and yeah. you've been doing this for 40 years and you still think that this is the way that the world works and it doesn't. <laughs> and it shouldn't. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to start my own film company. Yeah, I was like, well, I just want to be my own boss then. <laughs> so then how did you meet Squid? How did that partnership form in the early days of Wild Rose? And like, who, did you guys come up with the name together? Was that a, yeah. a start as a partnership? Um, so I was living, my housemate at the time, her name was Amanda. Um, and this is actually kind of a sad story, but her best friend and Squid's girlfriend at the time passed away. Mm. Um, so Squid was over at my house a lot. And it kind of got to this point where I learned that Squid had this like burning desire to learn photography. So we'd start talking a bunch and I think I lent him like a couple of books and kind of like started to GM up into that world. And then it came to this point where he was coming over to see me more than he was coming over to see Amanda. And she was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. You're not here to see me anymore. Um, so yeah, out of something so sad came we, you know, were able to create something beautiful, hopefully. Um, and to this day, like that's, we always think about that. Yeah. Um, and the name spawned from, originally we thought of the name Black Rose to do with the Thin Lizzy album, Black Rose, which was one of Shanti Squid's partner's um, favorite albums. And then for some reason, I think we were like, that, that name was taken and Squid was like, what about Wild Rose? I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And then it just stuck forever and that's what it became. Yeah. Yeah. And now while Rose is three people. Yeah. So then we started working with Aiden a bunch and then we were like, come on, Aiden, come on in. <laughs> we can't imagine doing this without you. So let's legitimize this. Yeah. That's so fantastic. So yeah. it's all kind of slowly built up to, you've got this lovely solid foundation yeah. of friends and gratitude to build and family. on. And then, yeah, family. And yeah. now you're kind of, it's, I guess the beautiful thing is like, it's always been one of the main things in my life that has always made sense. Like it's always just continued to keep going. Never has it ever been an issue or, you know, like it's never been stressful. The business has always flourished yeah. or enough to like keep momentum going. 
and everything just like has teed up perfectly and timely so i'm just riding the wave <laughs> yeah and i think you got to i think a lot of people might miss signs key signs yeah. to like from the universe to do that kind of stuff oh you and just guess- got to let it do what it wants to do mm. and you just got to go with it and you can't force it to become what it's not meant to be yeah so I- meta <laughs> no i can pl- it's it's it- some people might be thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah. I'm She wanted up. to debunk the tarot card, this hippie. <laughs> no, I'm I'm completely with you because I think that when you kind of stop limiting your own mind and yeah. then you go, all right, I'm going to just follow this kind of path, whatever yeah. it is, because it feels like you're just being pulled along if, yeah. you, if you let it, like, yeah. like a current or something. And yeah. then you kind of end up where you're supposed to. It's pretty cool. It's like um, listening to like the universe's nudges, like, hey, don't go this path, go this path. Yeah. And just, yeah, just being so in tune to that, I think is really important. How do you think you learned that skill though? Because I think a lot of people fight their intuition a lot or fight their kind of better intentions or, you know, they'll they'll find ways to sabotage themselves. How do you silence that thought? Uh, I think it's just the way I was raised was like always listen to your intuition, especially as a woman. It's like one of your your strengths is your intuition and use that to your advantage. (laughs) Wasn't that a razor commercial from the <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost honest here. Wasn't there like an intuition blade? I'm Probably. Almost... It's the, that's um, a genius marketing campaign right there though. Yeah, because they use... Women, um, intuition, shavers. <laughs> I reckon there's a song that had it like a Shakira song or something and they used, they licensed that in the ad. If I remember correctly. I've got to quickly Google it. Yeah, I want to find this out and I want to watch it. <laughs> I wish you do... This episode is also brought to you by <laughs> Chic Intuition Ladies Razors. Isn't that fucking hilarious? That's genius. So womanly. G'day, producer Mel. How's it going? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome home. All right. You wanted it. You're getting it. More lightning round questions. Tori Styles, are you ready? All right. Ready, set, go. Oh, actually, I'm, I don't have that. <laughs> this is really fucking terribly planned. Uh, also, now that it's coming to the end of this yeah. episode, I would just like to note that on this... <laughs> piece of paper that Rory made very clear to me at the beginning he's like this is from taking notes I'm going to be writing a lot of notes <laughs> all he's written is the date my name and then a star that says family and then the number's 24 <laughs> that's a time code for some editing stuff <laughs> I'm really good I love it I'm really you don't well need notes you know? yeah it's really well prepared <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, quick fire questions. Number Go. one, analog or digital? Analog. Why? Um, the warmth. Mm. What time did you wake up today? Eight o'clock. What was the last thing you read? Uh, at the moment, I'm reading Caesar Milan's book, like the, the Dog, dog Whisperer. Whisperer. <laughs> it is so good. Do you have a dog? No. Well, I've got a heart. <laughs> you got a heart for dog. <laughs> <Half> a dog. <laughs> I babysit a dog, um, but I'm looking to get my own. Oh, I think it's time. Lovely. Um, what's your first memory? Whoa. <laughs> that is such a tough question. It catches some people up, you know. Yeah. Is, is there any specific memories you remember from your youth potential? Yeah. Um, oh, I have a terrible memory. All right, we'll just skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> tea or coffee? <laughs> We're moving fast on yeah. this one. Tori likes to go fast. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, tea or coffee? Coffee in the morning, tea in the evening. Last thing you cooked? Oh, um, tacos. 
Sweet. If you were reborn, who or what would you like to be reborn as? Ant-Man. What inspires you? Oh, um, what inspires me? That is such a good question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to trip you up with some of these more esoteric yeah, questions. Yeah, I you love know, it. But is there anything that uh, inspires you in work or things that get you more revved up than you? Like, I guess puppies seem to. Yeah. Do yeah, dogs, dogs inspire you? Um, nature. I think whenever I, A, am like, you know, have a new project that I have to script or come up with a concept, I always go for like a big walk out in nature. Um, and B, just like visually a lot of storytelling I do through like shooting things in nature yeah, or outdoors. Very cool. Uh, last record you played? Ooh. Um, this band called Mesa. Oh, I was just listening to that just Really? <laughs> it is, they're so good. Yeah. That is so weird. That's wild. Mal. <laughs> like two years and just came on. Whoa, that's weird. Well, that's Mal's been producing this show even when she didn't know it outside of this when she's still at work. <laughs> good, Amazing. good album. Uh, who do you love? There's a lot of love in this episode yep. today. Um, Gerald the dog. <laughs> what do you value the most? Oh, um, friendship. That's it. Yeah. Single one. Yeah. Oh, should I have Sometimes more? people say multiple things. I don't know. You, uh, friendship. You only value friendship and that's it. Nothing else. Only. Yeah. Cool. That's <laughs> it's just the said. first thing that comes to mind. It's, it's lovely. Uh, are you more of a Batman or a Robin? Batman. Why? Uh, leader of the pack. Yeah. Alpha. <laughs> yeah. Full alpha. I gotcha. Uh, what movie could you watch every day and not get sick of? Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Star Wars, A New Hope. Oh, wow. Okay, and so Empire Strikes Back. This is good because, if uh, yeah, you were a Star Wars or a Star Trek person. So Star you're a Star Wars, Wars person. Yeah. You said we were holding back on some kind of Star Wars rant earlier. You want to unleash the Star Wars rant now? Oh, uh, every Star Wars movie made by Disney, just forget about it. <laughs> what about The Mandalorian? Shout outs to Disney. <laughs> Have you watched The Mandalorian yet? Oh, though? The Mandalorian's great. So that's, but that's a but Disney that's a, thing. that's a TV that's, show. Okay. It's but, different. But you into that? Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fuck best. So good. Um, now, we're moving on to the Patreon questions now. What was the first MA15 Plus movie you ever saw? Oh. Um, was Austin Powers MA15? <laughs> I remember. No, I, was, I was pretty saucy, but I don't know if it was ever like, I don't know, maybe. It's pretty saucy though. I remember watching that movie when I was very young. <laughs> did you understand the jokes? Or did it kind of wash over you until you were like, oh my God. I yeah, that movie. wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Maybe like some sort of horror movie that mm. I just wasn't ready for. <laughs> Speaking of horror movies, good segue. Mm. If you had to live inside a horror movie, which one would you choose? Whoa, cool question. Um, oh. There's so many factors to that. <laughs> um, maybe Evil Dead. <laughs> That's a terrifying choice to pick, you know? Yeah, like, but it's so cool. I just love Evil Dead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I got an Evil Dead blanket. I was there. looking at that. I got an Evil Dead toy somewhere. I got Evil Dead shit everywhere. I fucking love that shit. It's terrifying. What's your awesome. answer to that question? I'm curious. Uh, oh, recently, maybe Midsummer. you know? Oh. Just don't. Don't be an American asshole over at that festival. Get yep. into the vibe. Yeah. Just don't get stitched into the bear. Yeah. Good times. I reckon that'd be a sick 
That'd be a sick horror movie to live in if you were just like into the old people's way. I think that's my yeah. new answer to that question if anyone asks. Sure. Yeah, that's a good one. And then once you get to 80, just leap off that cliff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a good way to go. Fair. Um, I mean, if you're going to be in a horror movie, you're going to be in a horror movie, right? <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got to commit. <laughs> you want the extremities. Um, if you were a dessert, what kind of dessert would you be? Ooh. Um, like rainbow paddle pop. <laughs> That might be the best answer yet to that question. <laughs> they are delicious. You just got to roll with whatever comes to your mind, eh? I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Favourite piece of band merch that you own? Oh, um, um, all of the characters, the little caricatures from the Yellow Submarine, the Blue Men. Oh, yeah. As cool. little figurines. Yeah, where'd yeah. you get those from? Are they the little Titan blind box minis or was it the Funko Pop version? Oh, they're like old. I like I've just had them from like oh, childhood. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a fun little piece of... You'd be able to sell that at like a vintage retro market for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> if things get tough or you need to buy like a new lens or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had a gig TARDIS and you could go anywhere, time or space to see a gig, what would yep. you like to go and see when oh, and where? Oh, that's such a good question. I reckon the Ramones at CBGB. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Like hang out with the rats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like it was, it wasn't it like a rat infested dump CBGB? Like it wasn't Probably. like, it wasn't like this glorious thing we remember now. I'm assuming it was like a shitty New York pub. That sounds had, great. Sick band. Yeah, exactly. It's like that scene in, um, oh, speaking of the Ramones, have you seen rock and roll high school? No, I never have. Oh, there's a scene where about rats and he's like this rock and roll rat. And it's like, <laughs> you got to see it. It's so funny. And he's got this like cute little like leather vest on and he's a little rocker, but he's a rat. So I picture the rats at CBGB's to be like All that. have little mohawks and little like, yes. leather vests. Yeah, that's cute. Um, what's your favourite shapes flavour? Oh, um, chicken crimpy. <laughs> <laughs> chicken crimpy gets a lot of hate on this podcast, so it's Why? nice to finally have a champion for chicken crimpy. Yeah, in, chicken in... crimpy all the way. <laughs> and famous last words. Is there a quote or something you like or song lyrics or something you may tattoo on yourself or get on a tombstone one day if you made some poor choices in that sense? Um, the My famous last words or the thing that I like to remind everyone every day is... Always drink water. <laughs> Stay hydrated. That's a fucking great. Every, nothing can go wrong with that. Yeah. Everyone's just healthy and yep. hydrated. Yeah. And it's a great way to end the show, Tori. Thank you so much for coming on and Everybody chatting. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Woo. We're going to go get some waters after this show, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Post Ramble. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Tori Styles. You can check out the links in the show notes. You can check out all the Wild Rose Media videos and photography. And you can also check out Steel Wheels on Spotify. They've got two songs up there. And you can catch them. They're probably coming to a regional town near you. <laughs> Definitely not going too far away, I'm sure, at this point. But hey, gigs are happening. We went to a lot of gigs last week. So since we last spoke, post Carl's, our Carlson, we saw our Carlson on Saturday night with Cash Savage in the Last Drinks and Blake Scott, and it was great. We then also saw the Meanies and Cash Savage in the Last Drinks again on Monday at the uh, Maya Music Bowl, which was pretty sweet. Then we saw She Hard on Thursday, and then we saw 
high tension on Saturday. Fuck, that's a pretty good run. Pretty good run of gigs since we last spoke, guys. Uh, at that said high tension gig, we ran into some fucking tarot lady friends. It was amazing. You know what's really great is when people... <laughs> say they can't they just when they hear the voice they just think of the podcast and that's amazing i always thought i was a person until that point but now i am just a voice that exists on the internet and you may see me sometimes at gigs i may talk to you uh but it was lovely lovely to see some good uh futl all-stars and friends of the show and have a couple of drinks geez it was almost like normal life so I hope everyone is well and adjusting and can see a gig at some kind of capacity, whatever it may be. Hope everyone's well and we'll see you very soon for another episode soon. Hooray. <laughs>